1: Welcome to tonight's Eerie K Show. On this continued Monday mask mandate uh, day, um, a lot of confusion and about what's going on. That's that's pretend. There's no confusion, but uh, in case you are confused, we're gonna we're gonna tell you the real deal and what's happening with the mask tonight. There's updates on what's happening in Israel. We've got much to get into tonight. Supreme Court breaking news coming out of Skoda. So we've got lots to. To share with you guys tonight, and I, it's always a great night when we've got this kind of round-robin variety of news to have Brian Maloney be with me tonight from Red Wave America because he can, he's up-to-date and can talk on any topic. So I'm super excited to have him with me tonight and you guys out there, 888-344-1170. I don't know if uh, you guys feel free to call in and weigh in on any of the topics, but I'm, I'm most curious— if you've heard that the Supreme Court is going to hear the abortion case out of Mississippi, if you've heard about it, we're going to get into a little bit of the details of that tonight. If, if Do you have any confidence that Amy Coney Barrett or any of the rest of these so-called conservatives, do you have any confidence that they're going to uphold the law in Mississippi, which is to ban abortions, to basically ban it after 15 weeks? 888-344-1170. Glad to have you guys here with me tonight. I am Andrea K. dynamite in a dress, busting through the hype, the hyperbole, and the hypocrisy every night of the week. I don't do it alone, though. I do it with you amazing friends and family out there watching via Facebook Live right now on the Answer San Diego page, listening in the radio on any of the apps, and just how you how you guys check out the show as well as the podcast. I know I'm behind on getting that up, but we'll get that up as, as soon as we can. Our buddy DJ Potato Skins is out uh, celebrating his birthday like, like it's, you know, some uh, hol- uh, birthdays. <clears throat> but he will be back tomorrow. In the meantime, I've got a new vegetable friend here. It's DJ Jalapeno.
0: Because I am hot and spicy.
1: <laughs> you are. It took me a while to even drag a name out of you, man. He was fighting me on the whole veggie thing. But I love me some Jalapeno.
0: You know, some dramatic pause over the last, you know, couple of days. Mm-hmm. You need to get the name right. But, you know, in the end,
1: we got it. All righty. So thank you. Thank you for getting on board. And you're actually doing an amazing job. I've had some other people fill in for my regulars. In the past that, uh, and it didn't quite go as smoothly. You want me
0: to start it screwing has, up? Has I can been push been, all no, kinds of buttons. No, absolutely I can, not. I can do the show if you want. No. I shut you off <laughs> and play some music. What do you think? i got a banjo here. You want to do that?
1: Hey, can you play a banjo? Are no. You, are you? Oh, okay, good. Because I can't play an instrument either. I, I, sometime I'll tell you the story of an old boyfriend who, who was self-taught on the guitar. And he was like, if I could teach myself, I could teach you. And he couldn't even get through one riff of Smoke on the Water. Anyway, um, got to get serious here. I'm not really sure. Every topic I have to share with you guys tonight has enormous implications. Whether we're talking about the commanding officer from the Space Force who was canned because he was fighting communism, or whether it's it's the Democrats or uh, and and what their plans are instead of supporting Israel, or whether it's the fact that the Associate Press was sharing a building with Hamas. So let's get into it. Uh, we know that Israel, our, our what is supposed to be our greatest ally, has been under attack. For a while now, uh, going on, I believe, 10 days by Hamas, a terrorist organization, we know that the largest state sponsor of terror in the world is Iran, and they've been funding Hamas for years, but that didn't stop the Biden administration, who's been cozying up to Iran back uh, from when uh, the Obama era days, uh, who um, cozied up to Iran with their deal on the nukes. has word was even as of just within this past week, the Biden administration was writing a check to Hamas in the middle of this. Well, to supposedly to um, aid the Palestinian people. Well, we know that the money is going to go to Hamas. So basically, the U.S. taxpayer is funding the, in a variety of different ways, funding the attacks on Israel. <laughs> but it gets worse from there because the House Foreign Affairs Subcommittee, it's the, there's a, there's a House Foreign Affairs Subcommittee that's supposed to be specific to the Middle East. And instead of them having a hearing about what are they going to do, this is the Foreign Affairs Committee involving the Middle East, involving Israel. Instead of them holding a hearing this month to try to figure out how can they support Israel, what can they do with with intelligence bringing in the different, you know, intelligence agencies to think, how can we rout out this Islamic terror? What can we do to, you know, and if they legitimately want to, you know, protect the innocent Palestinians, what can we do to end this reign of Islamic terror? No, listen to what they're going to meet about in the month of May. They're going to have one meeting in the month of May. This is the House Foreign Affairs Middle Eastern Subcommittee. The only scheduled hearing they have this month is, And I'm quoting, the State Department's efforts to combat transnational white identity terrorism. Let me repeat that. The only meeting that the Democrat House Foreign Affairs, because the Democrats control the House, right? So they control the committees. They're in charge of the committees. The committee on the Foreign Affairs, the subcommittee on the House Foreign Affairs, that's supposed to be dealing with the, the Middle East, they are now going to be meeting this month to deal with what they obviously see as the greatest threat in the region, and that is transnational white identity terrorism. This is this is what always happens with the left, right? We know that they've been using January 6th, which is a part of what the story ha- is with the with the commanding officer who got fired from – I mean, he was reassigned, but we know that he's in the process of being fired from the Space Force because of a book that he wrote about communism and the training going on in the military – it always, it, it always continues to grow. The, the Whatever the Democrats say, this is the issue we've got here. It always continues to grow in order to get them. It's never static. Whatever the issue is, it can't be solved. And not only is it not designed to solve, it's an issue, a, 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 a faux crisis that they create in some way or another, and then they continue to expand it and expand it and expand it so that they can expand their power. So they now, on the basis of January 6th, have now declared that white supremacy, as defined by MAGA and right-wing Christianity and conservatism, is now the greatest threat in the United States of America, and now they're expanding it to include transnationally. That now the greatest threat globally to the world is us evil white people. Let that sink in for a moment. Imagine if you're, imagine if you're, you're Israel right now. They're, are they facing white how do they, uh, white identity terrorism right now? Is that what's going on with Hamas? No, what's going on with Hamas is the same ideology of terrorism that ended up with thousands of Americans dying as planes were flown into the Twin Towers. It's the same ideology going on today that had to do with Fort Hood, that had to do with the Tsarnaev brothers, that had to do with Pulse nightclub, had to do with San Bernardino, had to do with, a, with an American woman whose head was cut off at a workplace in Oklahoma. That threat remains. In fact, one of the reasons why this is happening right now during the, during the, quote, holy month of Ramadan is that during the Trump administration, he tamped down Islamic terror from a variety of different things that he did, particularly in the Middle East, from pulling out of the Iran bad nuke deal, taking out Iran's bad dude Soleimani, moving the embassy to Jerusalem. But that didn't mean Islamic terror went away. This is the real terror and terrorism that we face globally around the world. But the Democrats are continuing to push that now it's not just about America being evil and satanic in, in terms of white supremacy being our, the, our original sin here. But now it's the greatest threat in the world. And that takes me to and, – and if you've got the Democrats now pushing on a foreign affairs committee that the greatest threat transnationally is white identity terrorism, then, then you're going to use the military to fight that, right? Right that's how you're going to define the military, united states military's mission that's who's that's who's now declared the enemy enter into space force commander uh, commanding officer a uh, matthew Lohmeyer. he was he uh, a gra- graduate of the air force academy spent many years as a fighter pilot a trainer of fighter pilots he he was uh, plucked and uh, promoted to being space force commanding officer in october he Following all the protocols of the Department of Defense, which says that they can speak freely of their uh, of, of their views, they're just not supposed to be partisan, he published a book. And in his book, he claims that Marxist ideology are becoming too prevalent in the United States military. Um, the, book, the book is titled Irresistible Revolution, Marxism's Goal of Conquest and the Unmaking of the American Military. There used to be a time when our U.S. military fought communism. How many wars, right? Isn't that what the Vietnam War was about? How many? We were, we are, in fact, that's one of our greatest achievements in this country is that we defeated communism, we defeated Nazism in this country. And now we've got a commanding officer who's being booted from his job because he wants to fight Marxism. So now our military's mission is to not, not only to not fight communism, but to fight anybody who does fight it. This is where we're at, and he talks about the reason why he's speaking out about this is because he talks about this the Marxist uh, uh, agenda that involves this diversity training. And he quotes he quotes um, uh, a Pentagon spokesperson who said that there were too many white pilots, and he went on to say, you know, that ha- you know we, we're already struggling, we already don't have enough pilots, and now you're gonna you're gonna go and tell tell those that are there, there's too many of you that are white. He talks about how that diver- this isn't uh, this this critical race theory. Marxist agenda is not going to unify anybody, but it divides. He said, "If you want to provide that kind of messaging to your already struggling pilot force, you can already expect to see further retention problems." What's interesting, even beyond this. Well, the, the the head of the command who, who um, removed him said that there was a loss of confidence in his ability to lead. Um, well, yeah, I think they should have a, a lack of confidence in, in, in his ability to lead if the U.S. military's mission now is to define white people, uh, a, a white identity terrorists as the evil in this country. He said that he was specifically given... Um, when the diversity training began, he was specifically giving, given some documentation about January 6th. He said he was given a booklet that cited the January 6th right at the Capitol as an example of extremism, but did not mention the civil disobedience and destruction of property that took place following the death of George Floyd at the hands of a white police officer. So it's clear what the mission is now of the U.S. military. It's the same mission of what we hear happening with the House Foreign Affairs Middle East Subcommittee. It's about identifying white identity, white people, as the terrorist in this country. This man man is a hero. This man is a patriot for risking his career, dedicated his entire life to the U.S. military. And he dared to speak up. He's being criticized saying that you're not allowed to speak from a partisan standpoint. How is that partisan? The United States of America is supposed to be, again, that was their mission to rout out tyranny, to defeat tyrannical authoritarian regimes. Communism has killed over uh, somewhere between estimates of 100 and 200 million people throughout history. And that's what he's cautioning against in this country. And for that, he gets fired. Meanwhile, today, there was a uh, USMC guy, a trainer. I don't want to find his tweet. a, A trainer from the United States military who compared Israel's Israel's uh, messaging said that they were they were Goebbels, which was the ministry of propaganda during the Nazi regime. So basically, a high-ranking person in the United States Marine Corps, it's okay for him to compare Israel and their spokespeople there to being Goebbels, the ministry of pop- propaganda for the Nazi regime. That's okay. That's okay to say that but it's not okay for what this man said to call out the communism going on in our country and past the point of a break. When we come back. I got to bring on Brian Maloney, get to some other topics of the day. I don't know. Would you want anybody and your family to join up in the military right now with this going on? How concerned should we be about the military now?
0: Stay tuned, Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter mm-hmm. at Andrea K Show, and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, Kay. spelled K A Y E. Andrea K, the Donut Queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Glad to have you guys here with me. Trying to get a hold of my buddy Brian Maloney. Hopefully, we'll have him here for you in just a second. But uh, before the break, I was talking about uh, the SCOTUS lawsuit. It'll be interesting to see what happens. The What this case is about is that in Mississippi, they have passed a law that basically says that um, up until the point of 15 weeks, um, un- unless they're— <laughs> Unless there, unless there is a medical reason for why you would have to abort the pregnancy um, basically um, past 15 weeks, you uh, an abortion is illegal. We are one of only three countries in the world that allow for an abortion after the heartbeat. At the point of which Roe v. Wade, and the reason why this case is getting so much attention is because Roe v. Wade evidently um, was about, when it was decided, it was about viability. Um, It was about viability, and at the time in which Roe v. Wade uh, was—it was about viability and obviously privacy, right? I mean, it was a really crappy law uh, interpreting the Constitution as saying that there was—I don't see anything in the Constitution— this says anything about privacy right between you and your doctor and if that was and if that was some legal um in the constitution is some legal right you have you could go into your doctor tomorrow and you could say i want to sell my eyeballs right or i want to sell my kidneys in the open market and you're, not, you're not allowed to do that um so there's so this is about just the left wanting to have the right to for a woman to you know kill her unborn child in the womb at at the at the point in which Roe v Wade was settled, we did not have the technology we have now. We didn't have ultrasounds we now we have three d imaging we know, we understand a lot more, but at the time of roe v wade it was there was a point in which they um without the technology considered a child to not be viable um Why this case is important is because the argument is still going to be on the part of the left Well, the baby isn't viable at, at at you know at fifteen weeks. So it'll be interesting. All eyes on the Supreme Court. It's interesting that they're actually going to take this case. Um, I don't have confidence in these conservatives in the court. We've got a hold of Brian Maloney from Red Wave America, and he joins me now. Hey, Brian.
0: Hey, I mean, talk about the Supreme Court today. That uh, unanimous decision in the uh, Cranston, Rhode Island case was incredible. I don't know if you've talked about it yet, but no, I wow. haven't.
1: Wrap up. Oh. Give us your before you share it with everybody on that. On that, give everybody your thoughts on, on whether or not you expect them uh, to uphold this Mississippi law under states' rights that they can craft a law that says you know um, you know fifteen weeks is the cutoff. Um, your thoughts?
0: I think the Supreme Court is going to duck abortion issues as much as humanly possible, and they're going to cave under any kind of political pressure that there is out there. I don't think they have any guts. I think we all know that on just about any issue. Uh, So, I mean, I I hate to sound cynical. I I guess that's why I immediately brought up the decision today, because, I mean, look at what it takes, how bad the case has to be to get them to uh, vote unanimously on anything. Uh, But on abortion, I mean, can you see them fundamentally changing anything uh, that is in place on a federal level. On on that, I cannot. I cannot see. You know, look at the issues that they have ducked. So, yeah. why would they put themselves in the line of fire over over that one? I don't. Do you see the guts there? I don't. No, so, I actually
1: think they're taking it because they plan to uphold uh, Roe v. Wade under stare decisis.
0: Is that? I-, I think that would be a really, really logical uh analysis there so i think anybody thinking otherwise is you just haven't been watching the supreme court at all over the last year especially since last november i mean honestly
1: yeah tell everybody what happened in this case that uh, that was unanimous today
0: i mean this this case was amazing and i mean you know how often do we see anything coming out uh in our favor on you know in a unanimous vote? meaning even even the left-wing justices found this to be so abhorrent, but for the police to come in and simply take guns out of someone's home without a warrant under a community caretaking provision, which was only intended ever to apply for some reason in the case of auto accidents based on a 1973 precedent. Uh, And Clarence Thomas uh, really led the group here uh, in, in a way that was remarkable uh, in this in this decision. So uh, but I mean, this was basically a guy in Cranston, Rhode Island, who was uh, suicidal, sort of, or his wife thought he was. He made a comment. Why don't you just shoot me kind of thing? And there were guns in the house. So she got concerned and called the police. I don't You know, I don't see anything wrong with any of that. But, uh, you know, she was assured he was assured the police would not take the guns. Uh, and they did take the guns from the house and then Captain them wouldn't return them later. And use this community caretaking supposed law uh, to rationalize to justify. The thing about this that was the most remarkable was that not only did, of course, Cranston, Rhode Island, push this all the way to the Supreme Court in terms of trying to get this this upheld, but I mean, and then what the lower courts had done on this, but Biden, a uh, DOJ, pushed hard to uh, try to make this stick as well. And I mean, this was an enormous political defeat for Biden and, and his DOJ in this decision. I think this was massive. I mean, there's real political embarrassment over this. Uh, And it's just a case that it was so, why, why did they even get mixed up in this one? Because I think the law was already, so you don't have to be a lawyer. You don't have to be a legal scholar. The, the 1973 precedent on this was already so abundantly clear uh, that this community caretaking provision only applies, and so commu- community caretaking provision means police don't need a warrant to go inside your home. Now the you know so the the
1: they the can because because there's drawn
0: so narrowly.
1: Well, yeah. Well, let's let me interrupt there. They don't need a warrant because they there's imminent danger. Correct. That's the that's yes, what,
0: imminent the, imminent danger. But in this case, uh, you know, I mean. <laughs> There was no indication of imminent danger, especially to not return the guns later. And then to use this, what the Biden DOJ was trying to do was to make this stick and then expand a nationwide gun grabbing spree on this basis. So this was yeah. an attempt to enact nationwide gun control. Now, all you know, every every person with a, a gun in their house You know, community caretaking, we need to take your guns without a warrant. That's what they were trying to do, Mm -hmm. and they were – absolutely defeated even by the liberal justices so well, to this me, is
1: huge yeah' that this, was huge it is huge because you're right this was the jumping off point a lot of times people hear uh, a case like this and they brush it off because we're we as conservatives aren't really good at connecting the dots and seeing that you know with it with the left I talked about touched on this a little bit earlier it's never exactly the issue that's right in front of you it's about being a piece of a larger puzzle in terms of their agenda and their game plan right so going back to um, Parkland, you know, every, as well as there was a massive shooting in uh, a mass shooting in Walmart. It, then we started hearing about these red flag laws. Right? Well, we've just got to, You know, we don't. We we've got a mental health issue in this country, right? And you know, for for people's own good, just like the Rona, right, with the masks and the six foot distancing, for your own good, we've got to be able to have the ability to go in and take your guns away from you on the guise of imminent danger because you're psycho and you're crazy. Well, who gets to decide that, right? Well, the Democrats hoped that they were going to be able to use this as a launching point to, you know, consider us MAGA people because it also ties into January 6th, right? They're going around saying, uh, you know, you right wing extremist and you're crazy and MAGA and you're unhinged people and you're the greatest threat to the country. And, you know, we you know, it's all it's all it's all all a part of a game plan to come and to silence us uh, from our speech as well as to disarm us.
0: Well, and so that to the point where all political dissidents, all political opponents are now domestic terrorists. And that's the theme that we've been seeing since January that this regime has been trying to build. And I think so far they've been failing at it. But, you know, if you've watched the left as long as I have, and I know you have as well, we know the left, they will keep pushing this forever. And I I think the most important point that you've made in this was just talking about how the left is continually looking five to ten steps ahead of the game. They are always looking at the bigger picture. And I don't think you can say that about the right. The right is constantly reacting to all of this mm-hmm. and not planning, not strategizing, and really being led by people who have no business leading uh, what's left of our movement. And that I think that is a huge, huge problem. We don't have people saying, hey, you know, Here's the broader, here's where they're going with this. Um, What we have are people just being shell-shocked and hoping the left doesn't keep, you know, attacking. It's just this has not been working. And there's nothing more frustrating these days than being on a social media network and watching some of the so-called leaders on the right who were really there because they have a big social media following Mm -hmm. or some think tank anointed them or, or there's some crooked politician that's been in office forever and, and seeing people blindly follow them in a way that I know will not provide any benefit to the movement at all. So
1: right.
0: uh, until that is totally, until we flush the toilet, I think, of, of most of the so-called leadership at the top, of which there's almost none, um, I think that has to happen right now. On my frustration level right now uh, with that has been, Absolutely through the roof. I'm, I'm just looking around. I'm seeing other people saying it, too. I'm I'm seeing people say, hey, where's our leadership?
1: Well, we Where don't are have any people. Right, because you look we at. We don't have it. No, all my stories no. tonight, whether it's about the Space Force commander, uh, you know, who who was uh, lost right. his gig um, because he pointed out that how that this this uh, Marxist critical race theory stuff is um in which he was presented a, a, a booklet about the january 6th riots right then we've got then we've got we find out today that the Democrats the subcommittee from middle east of uh, foreign affairs subcommittee from the middle east they're having the only meeting they're going to have this month is a meeting to deal with the trans transnational white identity terrorist movement um so now it's about taking the white privilege and, and the black lives matter movement globally right and globally declaring white people the threat to the world. Right. Um, Now we're you know, that's at at at
0: a time. Yeah. And at a time where the threat to the world is the CCP, the threat to the world is is the ruling regime in China. That is what ninety nine percent of our focus should be, not on anything else. These supposed white supremacist movements out there, they really don't exist. And, and everyone knows that everyone know I mean, you, know, you look around, where are these whites? They really aren't out there. I mean, there are people out there who are racist or whatever here and there, but some kind of organized white supremacist front. It's not out there, no, not it, in any number where you would ever have to worry about it if, if it exists. Um, and, and the bottom line is to take your eye off of China. China is colonizing the entire world. And we take our eye off of that for a second, and we, we will be the next country to be invaded. We'll yeah. be the next on the list.
1: I, well, absolutely. And we kind of already have been invaded. I mean, we know that it was uh, there was a partnership going on with uh Fauci. Uh, and the Wuhan lab and his gain of function he was over there with other people with his gain of function stuff which was all about you know uh, creating and, and working on and uh, how you could jump you know viruses from bats and we, we know that we know that this that the coronavirus I mean it's just a little too too that he's taking money and funding this lab and doing this gain of function stuff and that he predicted two years ago that uh, that there would be some virus that Trump would have to deal with and then magically all these pharma companies were able to come up with their with their vaccine at the speed of light while he's denying everybody therapeutics and telling everybody that there's nothing else you can do um you know that to me is 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 an incredibly effective way that the chinese communist party has infiltrated our country can you hold over because i'm well past the point of of okay we're going to take a a break and when we come back brian's going to stick with us because we've got to talk about fauci a little bit more breaking news out of texas uh, on the coronavirus front and more, so don't go away. More Andrea K. show coming up.
0: Want more Andrea K. Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Kay. Spelled K A Y E. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Brian Maloney from Red Wave America and other organizations stayed over the break. Hey, Brian, did you hear about Chelsea Handler that she reported today that she would gotten after four within four hours of her second Moderna shot? She lost the hearing in one of her ears.
0: Yeah, no, I, I did hear about this. And I think th- this is fascinating because then what is Silicon Valley to do when people on the left start making, you know, saying the same things that people on the right have been? Do they start canceling? Chelsea Handler, who is a reliable leftist, uh, I mean, they're putting themselves into a – painting mm-hmm. themselves into a corner here. Do you just keep banning everybody until no one is left on Twitter?
1: Right. I mean, and she's like, uh, hey, you guys, I- I'm gone deaf here, and I'm feeling sick, and is this normal? Um, uh, I-, I don't remember ever when I was a kid getting the smallpox vaccine or polio or whatever it was. I don't remember you know losing my hearing and uh, feeling sick and people dying from this. The CDC reported today – uh, the hundreds of deaths. And these are just the ones that they're forced to report. Right. Um, I think that when Texas reported today zero, they've had zero deaths. Um, this comes on the heels of two months ago when they said we're lifting mandates for masks and this and that. And, you know, they were, you know, Biden said this is Neanderthal thinking and Texas gonna is going to, you know be a super spreader and, you know, it's going to get crazy there in Texas. And now, you know, deaths have have continued to decline as well as cases. And then you hear, you know, celebrities coming forth about these vaxes. It's getting harder and harder for them to make the argument, right, for vaccine passports. Or do you think they're going to continue to push for it?
0: Oh, I think you're right. I think the argument for that is really weakening. And it has completely vindicated Texas and other states that, uh, you know, went to opening up earlier than the blue ones did. You know, you talk about these – we keep hearing about these labor shortages in these states that can't find enough workers. And you know, i got to tell you, that's happening in red states, not the blue ones. You do not see help-wanted signs up everywhere in the blue states uh, the way you do in the red. And, that, and what I'm saying is the earlier those red states opened up, the faster their economic recovery was and the faster the recovery, obviously, on, on a, a medical level as well. So, um, I mean, clearly, clearly – yeah. And and also, I really want to point out that what Silicon Valley did, and that was essentially cut off all debate and all discussion mm-hmm. on corona and vaccines and, every, and opening, just cutting off the debate, silencing the debate, was a, a crime against humanity. We should have had an open, vigorous debate about all of this every step of the way. And instead, they have continually... Shut it all down. I'd love to see what they do with Chelsea Handler. I mean, they that is a real dilemma for them.
1: Well, yeah. Um. So far, I think that that the tweet's still up. You know, if that had been Trump, they would have slapped a. He, he would have been banned for life, and uh, at the very least, it would have been you know a fact check on it. Um. That you know that's certainly the kind of video that that is in violation of the YouTube, uh, t, you know terms. Right. They don't allow anything that's uh, even remotely anti-vaccine to be a, in a video because she did this via video. Um,
0: well, YouTube censorship is incredible. They don't even let people talk about cryptocurrencies on YouTube. You get c- canceled for that. I mean, it, YouTube is, is an unbelievable uh, nightmare when it comes to censorship. I mean, they're out of control in Silicon Valley completely.
1: Yeah. And I don't think that there's going to be any solution in terms of I think I think conservatives are just waiting on Congress, you know, to do something. There's some there's some blue checks on the conservative side that just love being over on Twitter and they've got a lot of following. And so and they continue to get retweets. I mean, when you when you've got a million, two followers, you know, they can, they can you know, suppress you, take some followers away, but you're still going to get a lot of play. And, you know, so there's still a lot of conservatives that are just getting, so- so-called conservatives, getting a lot of uh, continuing to have their ego stroked over there. So they're not going to leave there. Um, I don't know if you heard um, about, I-, I wanted to, since you're a media guy, uh, your thoughts on the AP, Associated Press. Tom Cotton says they owe a lot of explanation as to why they were sharing a building in Hamas this weekend uh, Israel bombed a building uh, that housed Hamas and the Associated Press. Of course, CNN and everybody is like, they're supposed to leave reporters alone. You know, Israel knew that Associated Press was there. And Israel, like, uh, Israel's like, look, if you're going to be um, allow yourself to be used as a human shield, you're going you're gonna to share a building with Hamas, we're going to drop a bomb on you. Um, a- a- AP, AP is acting yeah. like they didn't know uh, that Hamas was sharing a building with them.
0: Well, and that, and that is an incredible, uh, I mean, that's just laughable. Of course they knew Hamas was in the building with them. I mean, they were essentially, Hamas was essentially their landlord. They weren't just in the building with Hamas. Hamas was essentially the owner of the building, uh, which I think that almost anything in that area is probably connected to Hamas in one way or the other, right? I mean, that's yeah. the ruling regime in, in the area. Uh, the bottom line is also the Israeli defense forces uh, gave the AP plenty of warning to get out of the building to evacuate. They were given hours to get out and take with them whatever they needed to. The AP had no business being in there. And to argue some kind of inane, you know, press freedom uh, thing, I've been seeing them running around screaming about press freedom. I mean, there's no freedom I mean, when it comes to the AP. I mean, the AP is a partisan a partisan group that, you know, exists to promote one ideology and one political party and one political regime. And that's, there's no freedom there. There's no, right. it's not as though this is the the, the press uh, reporting anything in, a, in an objective manner. This is a partisan apparatus. Uh, and It's, you know, this, these are the situations where I guess Tom Cotton speaking out against it a little bit, but I mean, the Republican Party is so weak they should be out there screaming about things like this, and they're not. They just are continually uh, you know, in their bunkers or whatever, and, and cowering in fear, and I'm beyond sick of it.
1: Right. In fact, this guy Sefi e. Kogan had tweeted out today. What if I told you that a former Associated Press journalist, Matty Friedman, had written in 2014 that Hamas regularly operated in and around the AP office in Gaza? So yeah, I mean, you know, you're right. I mean, so uh, Tom Cotton, yeah, he had some harsh words today. You know, uh, they've got some answering to do. You know, that that's, that's I'm answering
0: to do. Whoopsie do. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm sure they're shaking in their boots <laughs> over that. It's always this nice thing with the GOP. It's always about being nice. You know, we we don't want to seem extreme or too hard-edged or too this or that or the other, you know. And it and instead, you know, they're not earning the respect of, of anyone doing any of this.
1: No, they're always it's the Mitt Romney in 2012 routine. It's showing up with a spork right, for a knife fight. You know, Obama said it well. He said, you know, if they bring a, bring a knife, we bring a gun. And that's, that continues to be the case. Right now, going back to all of my topics tonight, whether it's the Space Force guy, whether it's the Democrats in their, in their um, subcommittee on foreign affairs, instead of dealing, for Middle East, instead of dealing with Islamic terror over there in the Middle East, they're going to have a meeting this month to, to deal with the white identity terrorism. Or whether it's, you know, about uh, the FBI continuing to tweet out pictures of anybody who happened to be, you know, anywhere around the Capitol. This is, you know, it's all right now. Liz Cheney, the former head of the committee for the Republicans in the House, has done nothing for six weeks but continue to beat the drum that, that MAGA people basically, by going at Trump, going at MAGA, that we are a bunch of domestic terrorists. We don't have anybody standing up for us. And it's and get, getting serious because yeah. what this guy t- talked about with the Space Force today and busted it is basically the military being weaponized against us.
0: Well, and new video surfaced, I think, just today on Twitter showing everything, uh, the events of January 6th from a new angle, which showed, again, Capitol Police just opening the gate and letting people go in. And the question is, why did they let people – why are, Why do we still not have an answer? Why did they open the gates and let people walk right in? Uh, we still don't know. Why can't we get answers? Instead, what we have is, again, Silicon Valley shutting down the debate censoring people and banning their accounts when they ask these questions. And that is what has to change. We need to know why the Capitol Police just let people waltz right in there and what the purpose of that was.
1: Well, yeah, it in fact, makes no, sense. no. Well, it, it does. If you think about it, it might have been a setup, you know, because, uh, you know, Trump oh, had asked God. for just the day before Trump had asked for an increase. I think it was like 10,000. He didn't get it. The video that you're talking about today shows a guy with long hair and he's like, look, stay peaceful. They're letting us in. This is a peaceful protest. And it's like it to me, that's entrapment. Right. And it's and and, you well, know, and, and instead of, and the FBI, when they could have been stopping a pipeline, you know, from being being hacked, no, they're continuing to, just, you know, spend all their time on social media, on Facebook, spying on Americans, trying to figure out who was who was anywhere near the Capitol on January 6th.
0: Well, and that's the Final bottom thoughts? line. The FBI cannot be trusted by Americans. It exists to protect one political party over the other and is used against that party's political enemies and that's the sad state of affairs in the fbi fbi today it cannot be reformed it cannot be there is no hope for the fbi
1: none whatsoever well brian maloney thank you for being here as usual you always bring amazing perspective and you can talk on any topic of the day it's a round robin round robin with brian maloney thank you my friend all right stay tuned we got more Andrew K. show coming up we got a story of an american airlines pilot who's now under investigation for what the same thing we've been talking about—critical race theory. Don't go away.
0: Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, Kay. spelled K A Y E. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Wow, Bidenflation. Uh, I'm not sure if that's what's behind this. I think I need to get my girl Julie Mills Brennan realtor back on the show looks as though the median home price in San Diego was $825,000. Think about a shack down in like PB DJ jalapeno. And that's what we're talking about is like 800 grand. I can't hear you, my friend, you were going to say something Going to say,
0: well, I'm sorry. I was having an iced coffee and enjoying my time when yeah.
1: you, you asked me a question. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. Um, there's nothing wrong with a shack in PB.
1: <laughs> nothing wrong with a shack in PB. But when you think, but average 825000 it could be a shack in Claremont, right? I mean, really. It, it, Which
0: would probably be eight hundred and fifteen.
1: k okay. Yeah, exactly. So this is crazy. I'm going to have to get inside this. We've actually got David Elhoff is going to start doing some segments here. He's a financial friend of mine. He's a financial advisor. I used to do Tuesdays with Elhoff when Craig Sewing had a show here. So I reached out to him recently. I said, look. I'm going to need somebody to come on a couple times a month and maybe get into some financial news because I've got people asking me, what do I do? Do I buy right now when you've got prices this crazy? Or do you wait and see if things are going to settle down? Um, you know, a lot of people are like, well, how, what, how do I invest my money? Stock market's still strong. Or a lot of people are like, should I do this survival stuff and buy gold? I don't know. Um, so anyway, stay tuned for Elhoff because those are some questions I've got right now. People are kind of freaking out over the inflation going on and Needing some advice on what to do. So hopefully Elhoff will answer some questions for you guys. Um, So there's this pilot out of of Texas. He's been flying for American Airlines for 30 years. And he got on social media and started criticizing some new school district thing called... um, Cultural Competence Action Plan. So he gets on Facebook and he starts criticizing it. And, of course, the mob goes to American Airlines and accuses him of harassing people. And according to this article here, according to the Epic Times, he didn't tag anybody in any of his comments. So basically, this is just the mob deciding that they, he needed to be canceled and needed to lose his job of 30 years at American Airlines because he dared to criticize this um critical race theory crap going on in this school so um hey american airlines why is this man saying he's a pilot for your airline he's consistently harassing minority females uh which according to this article according to the epic times he didn't target or tag anybody in his post um so american airlines responded by saying we're investigating what american airlines should be saying is nothing Man's off off duty doing whatever, you know, expressing himself, exercising his First Amendment rights. Um, but, you know, I, I guess I guess we should say, well, um, I guess if you work for a company now, you have to be careful at what you're doing. Because I also believe in employers have the right to hire and fire. I believe in at-will employment. I think I should be able to hire anybody I want anytime, I you know, for whatever reason I want, whoever I want. And I feel like I ought to be able to fire anybody. The problem with the left is... They, want, they, they don't want businesses to make those decisions for themselves. They want to be able to control who gets hired and who gets fired. Well, here's a bit of good news on that front from a cancel culture standpoint. Both Target and Macy's have decided to drop the cookware line of Chrissy Teigen, John Legend's wife, because some old tweets of hers surfaced, in which she called for a teen and others to commit suicide. So there's a bit of good cancer culture news. Hey, DJ Jalapeno, thank you so much for sitting in. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you to Brian Maloney. Thanks to the listeners. We'll see you tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out.